2: This week, the tables have turned as it's the Transylvanians who kill us with crosses and our Champions League hopes turn to ash before our very eyes. Celtic fans made to stay the course as we come through extra time, one over the pars. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tims. Hello and welcome to this episode of 20 Minute Tims I don't it know is, why I laugh every time you say it <laughs> It's because I'm poised, you don't know when I'm going to do it This is number 187 and I am joined this week by Moaning Melly Yes And Stuffy Steven Stuffy Steven, that'll do it, yes That'll do yeah. it. Moaning, What a week it's been What, a, what an absolute, well, I don't we have a treat for the listeners?
0: You get to relive <laughs> such classics as Celtic Cluj Well, as you've just teed up there, this is Episode 187, and as we all know that is if anyone who's ever listened to 90s West Coast Rap, they will be aware that 187 is the the police code for homicide, which is fitting because that's exactly what this episode is going to be. Absolute murder. And um, (laughs) do you remember back in the the good old days, the heady Mm. old days of this podcast, where we used to just turn up, turn on the mics, and Brendan Rodgers' first season, it was just, let's talk about that win, and then we'll talk about the other win, and then we'll look forward to two more wins in the coming weeks. Well... ...away and download one of the episodes.
2: cos <laughs> <laughs> this is number 187 and we're out the motherfucking cup, <laughs> Melly. The cup being the European Cup. Um, we might as well get into it. There's going to be a lot to talk about uh, today and I'm sure there'll be lots of heads rolling. There'll be lots of heads on the chopping block. Cluj 4, Celtic 3. Celtic contrived from a position of power to get put out of the European Cup by Champions League as it is now at this stage yet again. Um, the match itself, I suppose we should talk about that before we delve into the numerous side casualties and the innocent bystanders <laughs> yeah. that are going to cop it. Um, begin where we always begin with these things, Melly, the lineup. up uh, Were you yes. as
1: confused and perplexed as everyone else when the lineup first came out? I was, unfortunately, Stephen decided he was going to hightail it and get the train into the game on Tuesday, so I had to drive in myself again. But uh, lucky you've mentioned the West Coast rap already because parental advisory tonight, my man. (laughs) Clunge, we were taking the piss out of them last week, think they're beaten. No, as the streets once said, it was supposed to be so easy. Yep, and Clunge made us look like a bunch of fannies, didn't (laughs) they? There's your first swear word. Yeah. Right. Also, Can't. quite unpleasant. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try and tone that down. Right. The lineup, I just I've sat and thought, what could this be? Is it free, diamond free? Is it, the last one I, I got to was surely we haven't put Cal McGregor at left back. Surely. Now, yeah. Bowling <laughs> has not played well in some games, but we haven't lost in any game he's played in. No. We, we'd won six ink and drawn one. So, to take your arguably your best midfielder and put him at left back, and I think that Dan Petrescu, I heard him getting interviewed in the radio and he was trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, I don't understand it. Just again, same as the and try to shoehorn players into a system that doesn't work, play the system that has worked last year for <laughs> you this year. And Stick with it no matter if it means dropping a player.
2: So, the lineup as we are discussing at the moment was Bain, Alhamed, Ayer, Simonovic, Forrest, Brown, and Cham, McGregor, Christie, Edward, and Johnson. Now, Stephen, there's been a lot made about putting Callum McGregor at left back, we can talk about that performance. But for me, you're looking at that, you're going, you're in a position of strength going into the tie, you're at home, as Melly said, Ball and Golly, you know people have had their feelings in Ball and Golly, people have written him off already, I know you'd be pretty strong on him as well on Twitter, I happen to think that the guy, he needs a bit of time, like I said, we've no lost a game with him, he's as much of a natural left back as you're probably going to get, but aside from anything else, why did Neil Lennon take an unnecessary gamble on the lineup?
0: Well, McGregor, um, if we want to talk about that first, the McGregor thing, I just, I can't, understand it, it's never really worked there were some stats during the rounds that I think he's played 12 times for Celtic at left back, be it starting there or just filling out some time and the Celtic have only won about half of those games so it's it's not something that's previously worked, I can't think of any reason to put my left back other than the fact he's left footed, if anyone can throw a single attribute that Callum McGregor demonstrates that makes him a worthy candidate to be a full back I'd love to hear it. it, to me it just looks like he's left footed He'll, he'll find a left back. Uh, well, you Neil, wouldn't you stick and charm at right back.
2: No, Neil Lennon said that it was to accommodate and charm the team. Yeah, we,
0: I've got something on
2: that as well. <laughs> but as the game, you know, the game started, McGregor, it was became apparent that he wasn't left back. Closure mm. style was, they hit long diagonals and they try and feed off the scraps. So when you're making a weakness in the side, that's where they're going to go. Now, I had a read of a, a Celtic blog, the, the Celtic by numbers blog, and he, he wrote some stuff on the game. And it, a lot of it echoed my feelings. And on and charm... He wasn't actually... As the, as the numbers and the game went on, he wasn't actually that bad, but he had a, a poor first half hour settling into it. It's
0: McGregor, sorry. Sorry, McGregor, yeah. rather, yeah.
2: But for me, I just can't understand why no Lennon would take the gamble. Why? You don't know how that's going to pan out. As you've said, Stephen, he's played left-back a couple of times. It's no really worked. We've got Johnny Hayes there, if you don't fancy bowling goalie. Now, whether you want to play Hayes at left-back or not is a different story, but for me, it's not the McGregor at left-back that was the criminal mistake. It's to take McGregor out of midfield yeah. because oh, yeah. that course, is where yeah. he's. That is where he, he might. He might have done fine at left back. That's absolutely fine. But we would
1: have had a better hold on the game had our best player been in his best position. We were. We we were a ahead in this tie. Not, but we didn't need to go out and score. Nil nil no. would have suited us. So why do you take your best midfielder and put him in a natural position? You've said that they play long diagonals. They go free up front. So what are they going to do? They're going to target the left-hand side because it's the smallest guy out of position. Bowling goalie's much taller. I think he's 5'10", five, 5'11". 5, right. Not the best in there but better than McGregor and if you're going to play Bowling goalie, he's he's been there for all these games. McGregor, Christine Brown we've said it every week we've been on here that's the strongest part of our team so far this season and it's just taken apart because Enchant played well at the weekend which she did play pre- well the previous weekend but what an asset to bring off the bench if you need it but no just fling everybody in and try and build a team out of bric-a-brac like you keep saying he's just trying to put players in he did it again at the weekend and I'm tired of it already
2: there's there's been a lot made Stephen about the fact that there was 10 million pounds of talent sitting yeah. on the bench one of them be Bowling Goalie the other one being be Jul- Julian again I don't really have an, I have more of an issue with and Goalie being yeah. on the bench funnily enough because as far as Julian goes, Ayer and Simonovic have been playing well as a team. That has yeah. been Neil Lennon's centre-back pairing since he got the job at the tail end of last season. He's been very happy with them. I've been happy with them. Um, I don't think you just disrupt that. As as we discussed last week, we know Jozo's... He'll, he's not going to play every game, so there's space for Julian. Yeah. So that, for me that stick that's been used to beat Neil Lennon, the £10 million, I don't think he was sending messages to the board. I don't think it was any of that. I just think he's happy we sent our back, I
0: think he's maybe slightly handed the stick to people to to be beaten with, because what he said when Julian came in at first was that he was undoubtedly, he's the number one, he's the defender that's going in. And then as the weeks went on, yeah, but there's people ahead of him. Mm. Neil Beaton's actually playing well. He's ahead of him. Jozo's ahead of him. And now he's, he's, for all intents and purposes, third choice centre-half. Nobody asked Lennon to say to come out and say he's definitely my first choice defender, but he did. And now, several weeks, I mean, the guy's been in quite a while now. It's not yeah. as if he was that late of signing. He's been in since well, maybe the St. Gallen game, run about that time. He's yeah, been yeah, in for yeah. quite some time, so it, if he's still finding his feet, it's a bit of a concern. But I do understand that there's no need to break up the centre-back pairing just yet, just because of this fee, which I don't really think. We've been over it, we don't really know. I don't really place an awful lot of stock in this £7 million price tag because to us, that might seem like a big deal. But to anyone outside Scotland, a £7 million defender isn't, it, isn't it a big deal. It's not like, that's not really yeah. much to write home about. The defence itself, and on and including Callum McGregor, I don't think played particularly badly as individuals. I, I wouldn't look back in the game and think, well, that was a howler, well, you did this, you, you dropped the ball there. It's a defensive organisation that I feel is a problem yeah. rather than individual performances because s- the-, the team is still so open. We've been talking about this for ages now. That it's dead we're easy to cut evil. through. Yeah, first game of the season where it's dead easy to cut them through. And there was an interesting discussion recently on Sky Sports where Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville and Jose Mourinho and the completely out of his depth Graham Souness <laughs> were all having a kind of tactical debate. Mm. And... They were just talking about basic principles. When you've when you've got the ball, you want to, well, when you don't have the ball, you want to be compact. And he made a fist. And then when you've got the ball, you want to spread out. And he made the gesture of opening his hand. Mm. But I feel like Celtic at the moment are playing entirely with the hand wide open. Mm. I, I don't feel as if they're ever compact at all. So I they're think, not get the ball. Sorry.
2: I think that I think you're right there. And we can touch on the soonest and uh, not the soonest, the Mourinho <laughs> comments as well later because something that Mourinho said sprang to my mind also. But I think on the McGregor thing the big mistake wasn't necessarily having McGregor at left back it was not having him in, in midfield yeah
1: that's it if you put Ball and Goalie in for and Cham and just go with that team nobody bats an eyelid they'll maybe say Bolling is the weak link in that team which he is because he's in he's not really settled in but who else do you go nobody would go or oh, maybe we should have put McGregor left back nobody would have said that
2: the, th- the only thing that let McGregor down was he, he doesn't have the defensive mindset and that's it happened about eight minutes in, and and it's what led to the goal. He switched off and left these guy, but again these were two almost hit and hope
1: balls into the box. Um, but why why can they do that? But because they know there's a weakness in there. Hmm. No, yes. well, well, for me the first goal we might as
2: well talk about um, the goals, and there's a lot to get through. McGregor at left back was kind of shown up for the mistake it was early, early doors when it was it was again it was him not being a defender that he didn't have that defensive mindset his man got away from him and it's ultimately what led to the goal um, another guy who I thought had not another guy but a guy who I thought had a horrible game was Scott Brown he has definitely a game to forget yeah. and it was his error and McGregor's error for me that led to the first goals yeah just well,
1: switching off from both of them Brown lets his man go they get the ball into the box and that's all it is a guy coming into the back host and the header, the header hits a post and goes in it's a, a great header but that's that's all they thought they had to do, and they were right. It wasn't as if they carved us open for any of the goals. It was simple, basic errors, time and time again. That uh, last season, we were we always thought Brendan Rodgers was too open in Europe, but the team had a structure. They knew exactly what to do when they had the ball, when they didn't have the ball, when they lost the ball. Everything was there. Preparation, analysis. I don't think that's there anymore because teams just go through us and it's not good teams. Kluge are not an attacking team, scored no. four goals. Sarajevo, decent enough, but if they had better strikers and better decisions they could've had a couple more goals. And Nomi Alju they were terrible, yeah. but they were through a couple of times. There's just there's no coordination, there's no structure of the team where they should be when they lose the ball.
0: You're right though we had a warning about the goal before it happened because it was almost exactly the same incident. The cross came. It was weird seeing so many crosses from a team from Transylvania. Didn't think there (laughs) were any crosses over (laughs) there. Um, But So we had a cross and Callum McGregor debatably, should have conceded a penalty in the first few minutes as well, just kind of went through the guy and went from maybe a goal kicker corner but it, it led to exactly the same thing happening again. Scott Brown leaves his man and See, see, while we're talking about the the mistakes made over the lineup, I feel that like the focus has too much been on what Neil Lennon said about getting enchantment of the, the team because he wanted as many technicians in the team as possible. Still, doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. To me, that's like the Scotland thing where you're just trying to pick all your best players regardless of position. Like, get stick all the left backs in; those are the best players, so yeah. it doesn't matter where they're playing. Went well for Scotland, didn't yeah, it? exactly. So you stick McGregor at left back so he can get enchantment of the team. But to me, what it looks like. After the fact now is exactly what I said after Ibrox the last time. We're now putting Scott Brown, the image, ahead of Callum McGregor, the footballer. And that's exactly what... Callum McGregor suffers once again because of not a shoehorning of enchantment of the team, because he should have played. Yeah. It's a shoehorning of Scott Brown into the team. And this ridiculous over-reliance of, on Scott Brown to this point is, is becoming worrisome, to be honest, because he's great domestically, it's, it's absolutely fine, but as soon as he goes up a level, and he's he's horribly at fault for at least three of the goals there. He was fine before this, but these, yeah, these games,
1: but you can't just... See, if we had to drop Scott Brown, that would have been the story before the yeah. game, and if we had to went out be because Scott Brown's not playing, he's been fine this season, he's done everything he should, he had a bad game, and... Maybe now he looks past it But there's no way
0: of knowing that before the game No, probably not But there's a, a, certainly a way of knowing Exactly how taking McGregor out of the midfield they, For um, the benefit of these guys was going how, to go How many good games have, has Brown and Cham
2: had together in midfield? Uh, almost none You've upset the balance there in, in Now, we've just spoken about the first goal And as we say, Brown and McGregor at fault for that one I think after the first goal though And then if I move on, for I thought McGregor was fine at left back. I I thought he didn't. I don't think he made many mistakes. I thought his passing was good. I thought he still managed to get forward. He did get
0: forward. He was involved in some good attacks as well. Again, I can't point to any of the defenders and think, "Well, you were terrible. You were just all over the place." It was that wasn't the case. It was the structure. Neil Lennon got a lot
2: of stick for saying, "I don't think McGregor at left back was the problem."
0: But really, it
1: is because you're taking your best midfielder away from where he should be. Exactly, it's the same. Uh, the weekend there, where he, he said, "Oh, we're going free the back to start with against them who are going to have one striker. What's the point?" And then I oh, will come on to the later. But you just, just picking random formations, yeah, there to get players in basic yeah. errors: four-three-three, four-one-two-three, four-three-four-two-three-one. It's worked in every game we've played it so far, and then he changes it for the most important one and takes. One of our biggest assets and a trio of our biggest assets and breaks it up for a terrible, terrible decision. And this is why, for me, that... And we
2: can work our way through the close goals first, if, if you want, because those are obviously the, the most the most important ones, so...
1: Well, for the rest of the half, for, see, for the first half, Celtic weren't in the game. No. They well, were I, well, terrible. They were so disjointed.
2: I turned to you, Stephen. I said, this is like Motherwell. This was like, yeah. remember, the opening 20 minutes of the Motherwell game was like how the, the first half were. Celtic were just... They were, and, and Cluj aren't a good team this is the worst no. of it I, and I, something
0: else you said as well is that they're never going to keep this up You, you during the, second, the first half rather, and at the half time they can't possibly keep this up this is a team of 33, 34 year olds they're, they're putting a lot of effort in just now and it's not going to last the 90 minutes you know what the worst yeah. it? It did, but it
2: didn't because no. what Cluj were doing was they were re- Dan Petrescu was really smart he was stopping the press he was letting us keep the ball for a while and then he, he, his team were choosing. Took advantage later on, yeah. yeah and they, they were choosing when to surround, when to press, when to hurry and when to sit back. They were cons- his game management on the day was brilliant. See all this hitting the deck and rolling about and conceding sh- wee fouls and all that. Dan Petrescu managed that game very well and that's another thing I think Neil Lennon failed at. Look, we're, oh, definitely.
0: We're now 16 years on from uh, Seville, right? the, the final, where we still talk about the, the dark arts and the dodgy tactics yeah. of Mourinho and all that. Neil Lennon played that day, but we're still no any better at doing it ourselves. No. We're still no any better at using these things to our advantage. We still see a guy taking too long to get back to his feet after a film. We're still up in arms about it and all that. It's like, why can we not do this? I know, I'm only joking really There, you don't really want to see that, but we've have to got to get cheap, better. Yeah, right? You aye. don't have to do the cheap stuff we could. You know, when, we're, when we take the lead with
2: 15 minutes to go or whatever it was, aye.
1: you can bring on your bit on, keep the ball,
2: yep, circulate yep. it, you yep. know,
1: things like that. Or see if you you were in a different world and you were free 2 up with 15 minutes to go. Who'd be an ideal player to bring on in Cham? Yeah, all right, all right. yeah. Exactly. So Celtic managed to equalise in the game through James Forrest. Yep. Right after half-time you get yourselves and th- this boy pops up time and time again. We'll speak about him later again. We get ourselves back into the match. Again. Just shooting yourselves in
0: the foot. <laughs> See, that, that goal, it was a lovely move and McGregor was. was heavily involved. Can I just say just now that Despite the the whinging we're going to do over this result and game, Celtic played some great stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, going forward, forward they've played some absolutely brilliant stuff. But it's well, it seems like a dead obvious thing to say. But what it proves is it's not enough. You can't just leave yeah. the back door open at all times while you're going gung ho, just firing forward. And even as we've just talked about, still in the last twenty minutes, we're still absolutely bombing forward. Goals, get, get more goals, more shots, more shots. Meanwhile, the, the back gate's still swinging. You see, see
2: this, but I, I know it sounds like a ridiculous thing to say because everything can be bowled down to this, but I think a lot of this game was individual errors as well. Yeah, it? it was. Yeah, I think a lot of this was individual errors. We weren't the only ones that suffered from individual errors. Eh, Elhamed managed to get a ball into the box, which was fumbled by two closed defenders.
0: Yeah, they just sort of ran into each other really and spilled. <laughs> aye, yeah. aye,
1: aye. And Edouard managed to pop it home. Yep. Allowing Celtic to take the lead. Yeah, and- after that the half time the place was really down yeah. because we again the crowd the team hadn't done anything to get the crowd going, but we get that goal right after half time. All we need's another goal, and then as soon as Edward scores that goal, you're thinking, we could go on and absolutely batter this team because <laughs> yeah. the whole place was absolutely rocking. The stone yeah, roses come song, on, yeah. everybody loves it. And then I think it's fair enough that we just kept the team the way it was because it looked like we were going to score again, and then just melt down from a couple of players, just stupidity, really.
2: Talking of stupidity, me and you, Stephen, sitting beside each other for the game. The ball comes, cross comes in, a corner comes in rather, and the referee points to the spot. And there was like disbelief Aye, where we were I, sitting.
0: I, I was asking you what happened there I, for I about was thirty things,
2: like, and I couldn't quite. I, I think I put it in the group chat. I was like, "Was that as blatant as it looked?" Yeah, it, was, like, it just sure pure stupidity is obviously you know his brain didn't engage whatever it was there's na- there's not even any point spending another second trying to decipher what was going through Scott Brown's brain there because put his hand up in the box concedes a pen. you can tell by his reaction he couldn't even look when no, the, the penalty no. was taken he couldn't look MD in the eye after it um, and another individual
0: error cost us a lot of things led up to that point as well there was a, a ropey moment from Ben that led yeah. to the corner mm-hmm. he kind of came out and flapped a wee bit and then he reacted to a challenge that never came. I think it was Omrani who had caused problems, obviously, got two goals. He kind of went as if he was going to challenge Bane for it and pulled out. So Bane kind of dived over it and forgot to take the ball. So he just basically, the ball just went out of play. Corner comes in, leading to the the incident for the corner, though, there was a problem where I think it was Brown, no, Johnston and McGregor just let two guys play a one-two around them as well. They just they, they just weren't switched on at all. Now neither of these guys are defensively minded. This is this is again the problem. Yep. Johnston isn't known for for tracking back. There was just a throw-in, dead easy. There was nothing wrong with the setup, but they just switched off and they played the one-two, and then all of a sudden the cross was in, and Bain, Bain fumbled it out. Again, I there's no point in debating, trying to read Scott Brown's mind because it wasn't, it was just an inexplicable just yeah. brain fart, really. I, I don't really know what happened. It's not as if he's been known for that kind of thing in his his career. I think, Melly, after the game, you likened it to the... The Neymar, the Neymar it's, kick, it's yeah. Kick, no yeah just for it. just whatever reason, just like the kind of Beckham thing in Simeone yeah. as well. Just one of those things where your brain just hits a wee switch. Just, I don't know what happens. But, yeah, the penalty itself as well, being... A wee bit suspect What he did He kind of got he to a hand to, Didn't well, he Well see, see the thing With penalties is I tend to give keepers The benefit of the doubt Because what is a penalty It's, it's a punishment For that team It's supposed yeah. to be Easier to yeah. score than to save You know Or else it would be just It's not a straight 50-50 It's easier for the striker To take them Than it is for the keeper To save them But what Bain did was He made a big stamp To his right And he'd already planted His weight By the time the guy mm. Just knocked it past him he He'd already Kind of showed his hand Well, showed his feet rather <laughs> <laughs> But he'd already played his hand Showed his cards That's exactly where he was going to go And the guy just It wasn't even a good penalty either He just that. bit it really close to him Ben had taken a step off his line Had already planted all his weight And he just knocked it past him really There's a big difference between that
1: goal And the third close goal Because everybody still believed When it went to 2-2 Right, okay We need to bail yeah. Scott Brown out he's, done, he's bailed us out before It's a mistake. We can get past this. And the crowd got it going again. Yeah. And then to get that goal, Christy and... Christy was phenomenal that night, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Mikey Johnson was not phenomenal Mm. that night. He had an awful game. Mm. But uh, when they get the goal, again, the place is absolutely bouncing. It was a great goal, great play between the two, reminiscent of the Leipzig game, apart from Mm. the other way about. And when we get that goal, place is rocking. That is, the, that is the moment the yeah. game all changed because we didn't do anything differently. No, We didn't cl- close up the formation. We didn't go narrower. He didn't bring on Beaton. He didn't... I thought he could have brought on Julian and put Ayer at right back and just closed it up. I thought he could have brought on Beaton. He could have brought on Bowling Goalie and put McGregor into midfield. But we'd already brought on fucking Lewis Morgan because we were chasing a goal for <laughs> That's Mikey his full Johnson. name from now yeah. on, I think. Just an... I, I've, that really brought me down We're chasing a goal Two each And you've got Mikey Johnson Coming off for Lewis Morgan Come
0: on man Beautiful goal Though Just to give a bit of yeah. Bit of credit there yeah. the, the The wee slalom Inside from Ryan Christie Was absolutely exceptional So fast Yeah he, he was closed down Just a wee touch From left to right And then straight through and perfect ball from Edward just for me to stick it Shout away. Shout
2: out to Edward as well. I thought yeah. he had a terrific game when we were lumping balls up at him. Everything was sticking, which we know isn't typically his game. Yeah. But he, but he was doing very well at it. So
0: You know I like my cutbacks and tap-ins. Yeah. And Christy, Christy certainly got one.
2: You're looking at it now and you're thinking that's that has to be it. <laughs> Shut the door. Yeah, right. it has to be it. But like we said, again, really, really naive game management. Poor game management. Lennon, to give him his side of the story, eventually came out and said... He was nervous that Cluj would then score again, so he thought he would need another goal. Yeah. Um, my argument to that would be: you don't have to throw all caution to the wind no. or keep doing what you're doing. You know, there were several players on that pitch that were absolutely blowing. Ilhamed for one, yeah. was... and
1: the fact that they need to come out now, yeah, they need to come out, which would leave space for Forrest, I was going to say, do you want uh, Morgan there, but, <laughs> yeah, Edward Christie to exploit. They just have Brown and Cham sitting in front of a back four that doesn't go forward just soak it up for a bit maybe tweak it a wee bit to see if I'm being brutally honest I'd have brought him beat on for Lewis Morgan I don't care if it humiliates the guy there's a bigger the picture changed. here yeah the game yeah. has
2: changed uh, the game certainly did change because Cluj managed to score again Brown probably at fault for this one the ball comes in loses his man a quick touch Chris Iyer was tight I thought he'd done pretty well but they managed to touch it on a complete shot, a, a speculative. Very speculative, um, yeah. But just as you were talking about Jose Mourinho earlier on the podcast, this is another thing Jose Mourinho was talking about. And By the way, keep him on Sky Sports. Yeah. yeah. Or no, get or, him here. Or give <laughs> the Celtic job. But he was talking about the, the key moments in the game is you need to... There's no point reacting when you lose the ball. Hmm. You have to anticipate losing the ball. And he was talking about the, the way Newcastle conceded a goal. And that's exactly what happened to Celtic. Partly probably because El Hamid was absolutely blown, but the the save the shot comes in, been done okay to get down to it, palms he it out of the way. Better, but he probably stick it could, in the post, uh, if he, anything, yeah. He could have, but again, closure first to react. Yeah. El Hamed caught on his heels, and he sticks it in the roof of the net, and at that point, you're just like... Phew.
0: Well, I've been a big fan of El Hamid since he signed. I think he's looked really good for the small sample size, admittedly, we've got, but it's, it just shows you, like, he comes in and looks as if he's played for Celtic for years. Yeah, Fitness issues, obviously, but we give him a wee bit of leeway there because he had said himself he's not played for three months before signing for Celtic, so he's looked really good, but yet we're nine games into Bolly's career and we're still waiting for, for a good half. But
2: I don't think that's true. I honestly don't <laughs> think that's true about Bolly, I think we need to be careful, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I think we need to be careful with Bolly because... I think see wants the focus goes on a player's mistakes. It's very difficult to look at everything other than his mistakes. And I think well, I think bolly's had some some decent games for us. I think he's a player that I mean, we spoke about it, we looked him up, We've, we reviewed him, had a wee bit of a look at his his past and that I even put it in the group chat. I really I I, I wonder how much left back football he's actually played. Yeah. I, I really do.
1: And looking at it, what did we say about him last week after the Millerwell game? Bad start, second half was his best performance. Yeah, dropped. Yeah, what does yeah, that yeah. do for the guy now? Yeah, what what has he got to do? Is I just thought I've had a good game, I've set up a goal. That's me getting ready to go. Ball uh, the last goal was nothing to do with him. Neither was the motherwell first goal. Maybe then he's dropped inexplicably, and goals come for the left back left back position. What does he then think? Does that increase his confidence because he's not yeah. there, or does it go? He wouldn't even trust me in that well, look game the, after I'd done well.
0: Look at the comment. He wanted as many technicians in the team as possible. So presumably, Bully isn't he one of them? He's uh. not. He's not a technical footballer, if we're led to believe, or, or if we are to believe what Lennon says. But where I was going with that was that Ilhamid let his man go. But yeah. I think he was just completely blown at that point. He was the only signing, the only significant transfer of note who was involved in the game at all, and he played. Probably a wee bit too long, just because we've got nothing else in yeah, backup. Yeah, so
2: absolutely no, no other options at all. Yeah, right.
0: so I don't, I don't fully blame him for that. I think he could have done better, but just absolutely exhausted. by the yeah. looks of it, he needs, he needs more time to to get his fitness back up. Bain, yes, I think should have done much better. Frankly, it did than, bounce right in front of us yeah.
1: not no nice, it, There was uh, Bain culpable. Elham more culpable, but. You've got to stop that shot. You have got to stop that shot. And that's what I'm talking about. There is no structure. Nobody knows who's meant to be closing who
0: down. It was like the Motherwell goal where all of a sudden and Cham just realises there's nobody on him so he comes sprinting across and by that point it's in the back of the net. It keeps happening. And see after that,
1: that goal, I just, straight in front of me was like, Edward and Forrest and the difference in their body language because Edward, He's had a great game. Aye. Got his back into the game with the, uh, setting up Christie, and he just went, he's just looking at the back line with his hands in the air and what he's doing. And that's not just the the defence, that's the goalie, the defenders and the midfield. He's have got to shut up shop. You've got to be more structured than that and they weren't. And it's just a guy like that, James Forrest, done their bit and then we have just been let down and the, the difference in attitude from that goal to the previous one from the players and the fans I just think everybody thought that's just a goal too far because after that the game changed and it was shove on bio, so we had bio Griffiths yeah. and Edouard up front. And when that happens, it's just it's, launching balls aye, up. And it's, that is exactly, a four zero
0: six. Aye, exactly it's amateur exactly
2: what stuff. see when I saw like no offence to bag, but see when you're throwing. I mean I know it was panic stations, but you're watching that you're going. This is this is grim. Do you know what I mean? It's
1: it's started well, the start of the game, all these technicians, and then at the end of the game. Well, launching balls up to three strikers. That doesn't make any sense. If you're no. going to try and get get a goal, keep playing the way you were because you'd already got three goals. This team can be got at and it was at the end of the game where they're all in their 30s and getting
0: tired. Don't just launch balls up with a big centre-half. Just eat that up yeah. all day. That kind of thing doesn't work domestically, never mind at, at this kind of Not decent level. Not the 90s anymore. No, I just look, if you, if you turned up to play... Dunfermline will come on to but if you started just launching the ball into their box that wouldn't work against them either mm-hmm. never mind a team with a, a bit of savvy and a clear game plan like Cluj were Cluj
2: obviously when Celtic doing this trying to chase a goal Cluj managed to score another one almost irrelevant by this yeah. point when they Pretty scored much. both fourth it was a goal out of nothing a clearance which the defence had completely switched off on
0: paper it still hurts it still it still pish to lose a yeah. game like that to lose four goals at home even though the fourth one was largely irrelevant was was ridiculous the even just the optics to watch that go back it's just ridiculous looking it's like yeah. primary school stuff again there's yeah. a big daft overhead kick just over the top of the defense and the guy just runs through and taps it in or just clips it in past the on russian bane looked ridiculous but i think but at that point it was uh, well i nearly said it was like hopes were gone, but you, six minutes injury time, I think at that point. First
1: time, the, the one chance was the one that felt Lee Griffiths when it it takes it gets too much in the headers. So he just sort yeah. of cushion it round the keeper rather than a full scale header. I thought he should have buried that, but the guy's not on very long, so no. I wouldn't be too too harsh on him. But apart from that, there wasn't much else to get us going, and it was just it just felt like the sort of maribor game. Remember they scored yeah. and went one nil up, that's it. Well, it was funny because at halftime
2: I said to you, Stephen Ali, I was like, I didn't for a minute contemplate the fact that we were going out of this, no, in, I, and I
1: didn't I, until I seen that line up in the car, and yeah. then I basically shot myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I think that's what's caused a lot of the indignation for Celtic fans is we had. We never. I mean, everyone was looking beyond that game already. Oh, um, definitely. I was, oh. Sorry, um, I was
0: in the pub. Sorry, I was in the pub. Melly said I got the trainer myself. I was going to meet a couple of the history boys yeah. before the game for a couple of pints, and we were talking about it. And likewise, the lineup came through, and we we're having a look at it, thinking, "I can't really work that out. Can't really make head or tail of that." But at the same time we were talking about what we expect and I just said, ah, you know, they're a tough team, but at home, we had a way goal. Surely the game's, uh, yeah. and Tony from History Boys said, I think, I honestly think it's going to be easy tonight. I think we're going to see a real walkover, just go out and get three or four goals and, and straight into the next round, dead easy. But to 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 get what we, we got, um, after the game, I um, literally ran. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at the end of the game, Jamie had offered me I left home and I turned it down. I turned it down. I said, no, that's fine. I'll make my own way home because uh, I then proceeded to run from the other side of the stadium to get to Deniston so I could... Be on Mail at the match because <laughs> I simply had to vent. I received
1: uh, a text that said I must. <laughs> <where it was laughs> vent?
0: I'm reporting for Mail at the match duty, which went out shortly afterwards on Patreon. The longest and, ever. Oh, it's, it's it, was an absolute,
2: it was absolutely It was. It was honestly brilliant. See, if you are a patron, you've not listened to Mail at the match yet. Go and listen to it and see if you're not a patron. Worth signing up oh, for because yeah. it was absolutely brilliant. It's, are we
1: changing roles? Because I had to try and be the more professional. Which is which is
2: mental. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say
0: because to, to listen to it, it actually sounds like Melly and I are recording different podcasts like Melly's trying to remain focused he's furious but he's trying to remain focused I've got a job to do I'm here to report on the game I have to tell the story of the game so 2-1 uh, happened and then it was back to 2 each. and I'm sitting beside him just off in my own wee world just gibbering on but, so <laughs> so Melly what, what happens now what, what, what are we going to do what, what happens what what's Scott Brown doing just Gibbering away to myself So so what does happen now We're out of
2: the Champions League And the, the recriminations have run far and wide There's been a scattergun approach by some Some people have had a laser-focused blame to Neil Lennon Peter Lowell's getting it The scouting department's getting it Let's get ready, uh, boys Everybody's So ready to come I'm going to play. just ask you a very simple question I just want one answer And then we'll dive into it Stephen, who carries the can? Oh, wow Um you're allowed, to sack, you're allowed to sack one person allowed the sack Sack one person.
0: Uh, Laurel. Okay.
2: Melly. Same. Laurel. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. The 11 players yes, I, o- I, I, on the pitch and the players available to Neil Lennon, were they good enough, Melly, to beat Cluj?
1: Yes, 100%. And I was going to say that before we started on this. The reason that game hit me probably as bad as AK and the... Rangers two each game away went out of the cup because that was a winnable game. We had we had that game. We were one each away from home. We did the hard part. We fucked up the lineup. We then brought it back. We got two one up, did nothing about it, got three two up, and then still did nothing about it. And that is down to the manager. But the whole problem here is we've not been ready for this all summer. Mm. We have not been ready for this. This time last year, well, this Last year we had a defence of Lustig, Benkovic, Boyata and Tierney <laughs> compared to the absolute monstrosity. Now last year we went out, we have got a significantly, significantly weaker squad and all those signings in January, yes, some of them weren't good but they all made impacts at different times and you take that away, you take that defence away from a team that's already lost, Roberts Armstrong, Dembele, what are you left with this? And Celtic got exactly what they deserve because they're not ready for this once again. An MD that thinks we're going to go out and buy four players before this deadline, it's not going to happen. law doesn't care about that. He wants the money in. And the easiest way to do that is to sell a Kieran Tierney and not to spend money to get into the Champions League. I would, look, I, I think there's loads of people to blame for, for, for this.
2: I think it's Pete Lowell's job to provide... The club with the absolute best players and manager that they can, and I think he's he's failed in doing that.
1: Not even just that, scouting resources were miles, years behind. That we're even behind Rangers in that department.
2: Yeah, we are. I mean, undoubtedly are. But I think on the night for for me, I mean, I don't. Blows not blameless. I'm not saying he's not to blame. And but for me, it's and I'm a Neil Lennon fan, as I have to keep saying on this podcast. But for for me, it's that was that was Neil Lennon. That was poor poor oh, terrible management it was, it was it was dreadful yeah it was poor management of the match it was poor team selection it was celtic looked like a poorly coached team you know from the the strict and rigorous way that Neil Le- that Brendan Rodgers had celtic they were like a well-oiled machine that wasn't pretty at times everybody knew their job everybody yeah. knew their job and players would come in and come out at times and at times against Motherwell, that looked like a free for all. Now we're all laughing and rolling about Lenny Ball and all that sort of stuff. And and, and you know, I suspect the season's going to be a lot like that. There's going to be a lot of
1: look at Hibbs f- last five year, five
2: twos and all this sort of Everybody stuff. you know?
1: loved watching Hibs because it was gung ho. It was four two three one. There was always goals. 5-2 Rangers yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like that. But and... I think
2: what's going to happen is a good manager or a competent manager will look at new Lennon's team and go, "I'm a better manager than you, and I'm going to work this out." And what I've said is. That you can mitigate that by providing Neil Lennon with the absolute best players, but we're not, as you said, Melly. We're not going to do it. We are miles behind, and and I'm usually and I'm guilty of this and of that on this podcast quite a lot, Stephen. Whereas I'll play dick advocate. I'll say, <laughs> see all these red flags and all this smoke. I'll say, don't worry. I've always at the back of my mind got, don't worry. They're working on it behind the scenes.
1: They've not got a fucking clue.
2: No. They, you're right, they don't... I, I honestly, have. I've got no faith that they, they know what they're doing. And everything you hear, Stephen, is to the contrary of that. So see if there was no rumours out there and nobody told us anything. You could maybe think, ah, oh, they're working on it behind the scenes. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, everything you hear is bad. Yeah. Uh,
0: you you only allowed me one second there, so I went for Lobo. Yeah. But what I would really want to do is line... Lean- he and Lennon up quite closely together so I could slap both of them at the same time. <laughs> if I'm only being given one slap, I want them two of their heads quite close together so I can just sort of follow through on both. The thing with this is, right, I described it last week, or I didn't describe it as a, a reference to an, an annual reality check. Yeah. Right, I kept talking about it in the build-up to this game. What if we get an annual reality check? And boy, did we. The thing is, we just don't like feeling like it's all fake like, do, and what I mean by that is yes we'll go out in Pumps and in Johnston and Motherwell and we'll just do all these teams right but as soon as you step into Europe it just it falls apart and I just I hate feeling like I've just been wrong like yeah. do I just grossly overrate all these players just because like, just because I'm a fan it's like we need to look at it game by game every yeah, week and, so. and a, a lot, like,
2: one thing a lot of people do sorry to jump on you is they compare the wage budgets right well, but, yeah. but you, you can't do that really because see if you took a Romanian hospital and compared the wage budget between a Romanian hospital and a Scottish hospital, you know, the economies are completely different. Yes, I, I, do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's not a, a level playing field to do it that way. But I do think you're right. I do think we go out and we pay £4 million for a bowling goalie, and you think that's a £4 million player. It Really, probably isn't. No, not, no, not, no. Not, 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 not to anyone else. And I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying, like, there's Scott Brown he needs to have a real hard look at it now I think he's a good player you says he's done really well but he, he's done good but, he's done, but nothing a, a, to say in drop him exactly and, and and a really great influence and one thing that worries me is he's Scott Brown's not in that side we don't have it. we don't have another
1: leader on the pitch we've seen oh, more him. on that to come yeah we, we, we we've don't. lost Lustig we've lost Tierney if Brown goes out Who's the leader yeah. there? Who's the character? But you're looking at him in these games and
2: going, you are supposed to be... You've played more European games probably than anybody else in that pitch, Scott Brown. He's not got the ability anymore, that's the problem. It's not even the ability, it's the smart head, it's the keeping the ball, it's the... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's... I
0: should be clear about what I said earlier. I, I don't think that... I don't like, retroactively want to go back and drop him for this game. What I what I brought it up was just to signify that I'm worried about it now because yeah. we all this. It's only a few weeks ago we were talking about building a team around the guy. We were. No, we weren't of course <laughs> yeah. No, Neil Lennon was And I'm just like With all due respect to Scott Brown And he he's due an awful lot mm. He's 34 years old And we can't just keep Going back to the well With this guy We've, we've seen it for a while now he's, The last few games At Ibrox And in bigger games He's, he's toiled a bit yeah. And I'm not blaming him for it I'm just blaming the, the club on still Heavily relying on him To this day I mean we, we've all talked about how we're going to replace Keir and Tierney, how we're going to replace Boyata, Lustig, Armstrong, all the stuff we've been talking about for years now. How the hell are we going to replace Scott Brown? Because it's going to need done very, very soon. There's been nothing yeah, done. Kwasi. I can play the Kuasi and, and Beaton and all that, who's been there for about seven years. How. It's, it's not been managed it's see, not even been looked at see if I content. wanted to
2: simplify it right see if I really wanted to be really simple about it sell and Tierney you have to play your best midfielder at left back because you don't have one you trust you go out to the Champions League in the space of a week
1: yep. I Yeah, mean, yeah. It's, so it's, is that 25 million better than the money you get for going to the Champions League no it's not no it's no.
2: not it's because it's like we've won a cup and then we walked out to a ticket <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean it's, it's, it's yeah. the Kieran, we sold Kieran, do you know what we've done there gave Ciaran Tierney away for free yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. We're basically and, but, giving Keane the only
1: way for nothing. Same as Dembele last year. As soon as we go out the Champions League, because we didn't spend any money on the team, what is he going to stay for when we go out the Champions League? You, I'm worried about Edward. You, you've broken a hmm. promise to him. Yeah. Now we before this game we had 99 problems. Scott Brown wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> after this game, he is, and it just it's just the whole club is just. Rotten from the core. It's I, I not think, run properly. I I don't think it's rotten. There is
2: something rotten at the club because see, to be there's quick, no structure in this It's me. it's it is this whole thing, as far as I'm concerned, is a Peter Law vanity project. It is. Mm. It, it's see, when you break from the norm, right, the normal way of doing things, you can say to, you can go. Trust me on this. We're going to break away from the norm. We're going to do something different. See if it works. You get the plaudits. See if it doesn't work. You absolutely carry the can for it so far, just this season, Peter Lowell has broken away from the norm by appointing Neil Lennon and not looking at a single other application. Yeah. Right? So you say, right, we'll go along with you that one. Well, in my opinion, Neil Lennon's management cost us in the Champions League. Yeah. So, so Peter Lowell, you're carrying the can for that because you, you you said this guy could do it again. And then, you, you sold Kieran Tierney, right? How long did that transfer take? <laughs> months. <laughs> months. Yeah, months. We didn't, we didn't go look at a single other left-back the no. whole time we, Kieran Tierney's got one foot out the door to Arsenal and we don't say to even if it is Ko or Rosenberg or any of these teams he's a deal for this guy but it is it depends on Kieran Tierney moving on the minute Kieran Tierney goes to Arsenal, we will come and pick your guy up.
1: That's that's even we, criminal management because you get the player in first and it does that. So you don't need to sell Key. Well, I can Kieran.
2: understand... Well, but, you know, Kieran Tierney could have failed the medical or Arsenal yeah. could, you know... So but then
1: you get to keep a good player and then what happens now is you go to Rosenberg, can we burger, Mellon? They're like, absolutely no chance. We've got a Champions League playoff game to play and if you do want them, you've got £25 million in the bank. Yeah, what it's... you do when you sell a player is you replace the player beforehand because you've got a structure like we did, we've seen with the ticky leaks, it mm. might go, we're only prepared for that, in the slightest, what you do is, you spend money on getting a replacement in, and then you improve the rest of your team, look at the money we brought in last season, Armstrong's replacement, Malumbu, every player we bring in to replace, a player hasn't cut it, and we're down, chipped away at this quality, I've talked and talked about it time and time again, and this is the dregs we are left with, we are trying to, pull performances out of these guys time and time again and they've got nothing left.
2: And I and I'm glad you mentioned Tiki Leaks because with two weeks left as we record this of the champ of the, the transfer That's, window. Yeah.
0: Before it before it does what, sorry? Slams. Yeah, shot, okay. Right? okay.
2: Yep. Now here's what this isn't speculating. This is what not what us three around this table think the team should need, you know, yep. players wise. This is what Celtic's own internal document thinks the players fact. need. Fact. This is a fact. As, as far as you can sense, get it, this it's is a so fact. Yeah. According to Leaks we need another starting centre half. Yep. Another left back, another light right back, an eight because we looked at Joe Rebo who Ranger signed and Harper who signed another contract with West Brom. Turnbull stumble, obviously fell through yeah. Turnbull yep. fell through. A seven because we considered taking way on loan. An eleven because because we looked at Brandon Barker, and number, we're not going to move Scott Sinclair on, and we're not going to move Scott Sinclair on, or try to. A number nine—that is the players that Celtic, even with the ones we've already signed, have identified the positions. Two weeks, never, never in a million no. years. There's no not going to be half of that. You, you'll get two or three players in, and they will be a, a, of questionable quality. And do you know what? We're not even talking about the players that are going to leave because if we are bringing players like Edouard in and promise them two years of Champions League football,
1: why is he going to stay? Nah, look, look what happened
2: like you said look what happened to Dembele just goes no Champions League I want to go yeah. that's what these guys come for you know that's what even these guys come
1: for a lot of people well you see people well, maybe if we go out to the Europa League then it might be best for the league it's not good enough for the players do you think Ryan Christie Callum McGregor Edward even Forrest are going to want to stay and play just in the domestic they want to be playing at the top level that is what improves players that's what attracts players and it's what keeps players at the club, and we're not doing what we promise. It's time and time again, every single year as if selling players, these qualifiers are just sprung on us out the blue. They're not. We're meant to prepare for this stuff, and we're the worst club in Europe at doing it and without, for, the, for
0: the resources we have. Without wishing to rake over these calls again, it's like people, people actually blame Kieran Tierney for not risking his career on this nonsense yeah. as well. Like He's he's better off out of this mess and I don't mean he, I don't want to throw Celtic completely under the bus and say that it's no worth being here of course not I just mean but would you, you trust your career no, you, you can't risk your career on this <laughs> would, you,
2: would you trust your career
0: absolutely not no Cairn had a career to look after and he's made the right decision because there are no guarantees that he's going to get anywhere near the Champions League playing for Celtic in the next however many years and just to go back on what I was talking about here about how the the annual reality check rate right, the, the Horrible thing is, it's not even an anomaly, it's not even a surprise. No, no. So it's clues added to AK Athens to Maribor, Maribor to Legia. so you can rhyme them all off, even going back as far as Utrecht and FC on and all that. And like, it's just every year I convince myself there's I know I go in thinking, well, it's going to be difficult, but yeah, you know, don't it be should, afraid, they're we, difficult. But it's, but it's we it's, can blow these teams
1: out the water resource yeah. wise. Celtic's biggest. Uh, members of staff Shouldn't be the first team squad It should be the scouts Peter Law always got about We find it hard to bring in players We'll make it easier well, Find players quicker Look at We only got Christopher Ayer Because Ronnie Dyler knew who he was Who else are we scouting and bringing through yeah. We've we've got five scouts at the club I know Porto have got 50 or 60 And they're similar As a similar team in their league They're sort of dominant They've got harder challenges from Benfica and Sporting, uh, Lisbon, but we should be the best we can be. You talked about it. Every other club in Europe is looking for these wee incremental things to make yeah. them better. Sports, science, everything. All these wee things add up and we've got five scouts. Five scouts.
0: Well, let me pe- ask you, Melly, I'm going to put my hands behind my back. In one hand, right, is 50 or 60 European scouts and then the other is a hotel. <laughs> 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 Which one are you hoping I pull out to give to, give to you? <laughs> There'll be nobody in the hotel if the
1: product <laughs> of the park is crap, Spider and that Bell is where Grove. we're going. Because it, I'm just sick of the. It's sick we've got of a director of football and, or, on a short term contract. So he's. Got to come I in think and, he'll
2: end up staying because Stephen McGowan wrote a thing in the paper, and it was the common denominator, basically pointing the finger at Peter Law. And
1: I don't think he will stay because Law wants to dictate all this. He has to have think, his think, fingers think, in think, every pie. Well, see, as far as I've seen,
2: every job you've got a you've got your. Performance indicators, what you're supposed to achieve in the role. Now, Peter Lull's key performance indicator might be bringing in the money. It so he might, he might be looking there going, I'm supposed to increase turnover by X percent every year. So if I don't get into the Champions League, I have to sell a big player to meet my job role. And that, that might very well be it. But as you say, see when all these other teams are, are taking these things seriously, when they've got scouts and coaches and, you know... Performance analysis, and be, I mean, even when you look at Celtic, they get rid of Jack Lyons, who, who Brendan Rodgers took down at Leicester, who mm. was my match analysis for us, and we placed him with Peter Houston.
1: Look now, at the coaching stuff. M- Chris Davis leaves, an absolute genius. Brendan Rodgers leave, and we replace him with Neil Lennon and Damien Duff, who's in his first role as a coach. It's yeah. there's so many red flags. though now that it's it's difficult to ignore. Even
2: for me, who is an optimist to to my fault, sometimes it's difficult to ignore it. And. I just do not see a flurry of signings coming in and I don't believe a word that comes out of Celtic about how difficult it is to bring players in no. because no. every other club manages it. Every club in the league, every club in Europe manages to sign players and we fail and fail and if we fail this time, and we probably will fail, this will be the third window in a row, which is which is honestly us. It's a sacking offence. What it's, is
1: that? We've
2: we, we done this last year. We looked at Rangers and fair enough they sent a lot of crap last year, right? But how can Rangers identify a position, right? And go, we need another midfielder in there. Oh, well, we can go get Andy King for Leicester. He's available. Okay, yeah. bring him up the road. And within a couple of weeks he's at the club.
1: Yeah. Is he better than what we've got? Mm, maybe. Yeah. And if not, he's going to add competition. They've got two players for every position now. They've got a director of football. Coming in, identifying positions and telling the manager, I can get you this guy. Their manager, Stephen, said that in the group chat, he came in and said, if you're not good enough, I'll replace him. Yeah. And we scoffed at it, but that's exactly what he's done. He's found players who aren't good enough, went out and replaced them, And we are laughing at it. well, he wouldn't get in our team. But they're improving their team and yeah. they only need to beat everybody else because they've already beat us twice last year. Hmm. So they're closer to us than they ever were before. So, And Celtic just aren't doing anything. Anything right right now, absolutely reversing, if anything. And he said, I can go on about it's hard to bring in players, it's difficult. Dembele, Sinclair, and Cham all signed July, August. So you're talking absolutely nonsense. We've never once signed a player who's come in after we've qualified for the Champions League, that has made a difference, not once.
2: And do you know what, just a final point in this transfer window as we begin to wrap it up and move on to Dublin. The great irony of all this is, oh, we didn't spend money because we thought Brendan was leaving and we didn't trust Lee Conker's signings. Basically everyone we've signed so far everyone will be linked with. Our players we were linked with 12 months ago yeah, or, on that, or on the list from or, previous
1: or or, or or on the list from previously so instead uh, of getting somebody in when Brendan Rodgers leaves we we'll le- wait till what was it the end of June Yeah, to get a guy in who's in from July till September. You con- of September ah, you
2: mean Congre- we knew Congerton was going we did to replace them the same as we do with players so you know as far as I'm concerned I, I'm struggling to believe a word that comes at a Celtic Park I think Peter thinks he's smarter than all the fans. Tell them any old shit. They'll keep yep. turning yep. up. Uh, and and, yep. uh, and that's the way Celtic are running their business.
0: Just uh, just to go off on a slight tangent from that as well, there's been a lot of chat recently. I've been trying to avoid Twitter, right? Because it doesn't You're do him any good. Yeah, I'm failing. <laughs> Melly's always they, pulling me up for it, for paying attention to Twitter. <laughs> but it's, I've been on and it's like, it's like people are turning their attentions to all their own places. All you hear is that oh, it's the media. The media yeah. are doing this, right? And I'm like, I don't care about the media. I ignore it. Because all that does is take the spotlight away from exactly who deserves yeah. it. Right? See if everybody's just blaming the media. Operation Stop 9 in a row and all that. So it's the energy spent on... Just the entirely the wrong targets. It's the it's the club that are failing. The, it's media, nothing the, media, with the media react to this. Yeah, now,
2: the media love a story. Daily Record, the Sun, the lot of them. They all love a story. They love a negative Celtic, story about Celtic. The to print. Books. Exactly. Yeah. See if Celtic start. See if Celtic qualify for the Champions League. You wouldn't have any of this. Yeah.
0: And before M. D. Obviously, I just said the club are failing there. I, I acknowledge that they've won three trebles in a row. Yeah. But it's, it's the future. Going. Yeah, it's the future I'm talking about yeah. here, and it's not. It's just not looking good. I'm I'm just coming off... Obviously, this is a weekly podcast. In two weeks' time, we could have signed 10 players and they're all wonderful and yeah. be, we're left looking stupid. But it's just... It just Not for the first time. It's just that this moment in time, having lost 4-3 at home to Cluj and nothing's happening. And I said about Melly at the match, right? I, came, I went running away from the stadium to get my opinions out there. I wasn't the other one. Scott Brown did it as well.
2: The <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> liking a tweet. But it
0: just, it just seems like there's something... Something no right at Celtic no. at the moment, and I just—it's not I'll, something. There's yeah, lots. everything,
2: yeah. everything you hear, as I say, usually you've got a bad feeling about things, but you, you're hearing nothing, and you suspect it. everything you're hearing for fa- the, the uh, b- behind the scenes at Celtic. Not about Neil Lennon, incidentally, but just about the the scouting and the the talent identification and the t- the transfer business. The players not the, been happy. The, the transfer business for trunk. There's nothing positive just now. Um, so Celtic really, really need to get the finger out because uh, it's too late, mate. It's too late. I, the no, damage is done. I think. So. I think that you're right. I think. I honestly, think that Nicky Hammond came in in June. His changes aren't going to take effect this window. No, the guy this has is had a this is, an absolute job in his hands. This hand is hand. this is for this is for next year. But I'm going to use the phrase again, and I've not used it on this podcast since Ronnie Diola days. If Celtic don't win this league, it's an extinction level event. Yeah. yeah. It is. Lennon needs to go. Law needs to go. Desmond needs to come out and explain why he, why his attentions turned elsewhere and he left Peter Law in charge when it became apparent over the last couple of years that what Law was doing was asleep at the wheel.
1: Something that always comes back to me in these times, like, I've been absolutely gutted over the last couple of weeks, Keir like, and Tierney leaving, couldn't imagine much worse, this is worse, this is worse. That Dunferman game, I didn't want to be there, in the close game, a winnable game, and my f- we absolutely messed up and it wasn't just Neil Lennon on the pitch. It's been a big build-up all summer to that. That has been coming and we've yeah. just pretended it's not. But this team is significantly weaker than last year. It's ridiculously weaker than the year before. And you say, I always remember you saying, Stephen, after the double treble, I think it might have been last year, but you said... We don't want to feel as if that's it for the yeah, club. Yeah, as if we've peaked. Yeah, we've peaked. And it, it shouldn't have been, nobody expected to go and win the treble again last year, but we'd done it and we got out of jail last year because that team was absolutely done. We'd brought in about 10 players that didn't contribute enough for what they were doing. Some of them contributed here and there, but none of them are going to be there long term. And we're stuck with some of them still. And even a lot of them have left and we're just left with the same core of about seven good players and we're trying to do things with them that they need help. They've yeah. needed help for over a season and to take away a manager that prepares meticulously, there's backroom staff, the club has just been wiped clean and Peter Law stand there dictating this. He's, he's a dictator of a capital DIC.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we could we could literally do this all night. Jamie, I'm, I'm glad that you... At least pointed like it's a bit scattergun, and Lennon deserves his share of the blame here yeah. as well because he didn't manage yeah. the game well at all. We didn't manage the the lineup, the in-game reactions. Nothing, almost nothing went well the entire time, and it's like I know there's a lot of calls out there to just get rid of Lennon just now, and I, I think while that might seem like an overreaction. Yeah. That the problem with it is is that it's not just an instant well, the toys are at the pram. It's, it, it's not that. It's because it's led on from yeah. everything that's happened since last season. Yeah. an absolute car crash. Yeah, when Lennon... Showergate. <laughs> Showergate. When Lennon was <laughs> appointed, every a lot of people were very disappointed, right? And it's just led up from there. It's not that everyone was happy with Lennon, happy, 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 bad result, right, that's it, yeah. tear it all up, that's not the case, everyone was waiting for this, and I don't mean everyone was wanting Celtic to fail, that's not what I'm saying at all, I just mean everyone was waiting for the moment where all their fears were yeah. realised, and and that's what happened and, against Cluj. And,
2: and it sort of says, it goes back to what I said about Peter Law. people sort of said to Peter Law. This Is your big plan? Yeah, look at look, look, We'll support it, yeah. But, but I'm telling you, you picked this guy, yeah. I'm, I'm because telling you, you
1: didn't even look at MDLs. And yeah.
2: for, for the record, I don't want I don't want Neil Lennon sacked. I don't I think it's far too early for Neil Lennon to get sacked. I think it was a bad game. I think it's a bad game that other managers, as we've all talked about, this isn't unusual for Celtic no. to trip up at That's this the level. Problem,
1: but this it, is not an aberration. This is this is more Porto went out of the Champions League and people on podcasts I listen to talk about it as a shock, is how do we even get a mention? No. Because no, it's more no. unusual if we get into the Champions League. Yeah. In the eight in a row, what have we got in four times? Mm. That's pathetic. Mm. We have had a free run at this league pretty much every year in that. Last year was the closest, is But we'd never, ever do anything about it. We'd do the same things time and time again. we build up a decent team, sell it off, don't replace it, and just left with us.
2: I would... I would genuinely love to hear Peter Law's honest assessment so would I. of no, no BS honest assessment of where the club are and where going. they're going yeah where they're going and, and what his master plan is because every time he takes the microphone he pours honey in the ears of the Celtic fans and talks up. he was on a podcast we've talked about this all this grand plan about what we planned three years, it was all rubbish. No, it was piffle. It, it was <laughs> Not one thing Sorry he said for my language through. Not one thing he said on that podcast has come through. Poppycock. Yeah. <laughs> he thought, the fans are on a so I'll go on one of these podcasts, whatever you call it, tell them whatever they want to hear and they'll all buy the season tickets again and the last thing I'm going to say on it is, and that's what everyone's done. We've all paid our money. We buy the season tickets. We buy the strips every year. Looking yep. out. We buy the DVDs. Are we mugs for doing that? We, Should we? We, we start tur- talking. We turn up. Well, I tell you what. If they want people to keep doing that, you need to provide a winning team. Because if not, then you might as well get some big posters printed for the upper tier <laughs> yeah, again. Right. Because we'll we be back for, to the Ronnie Diler days if before we you know. It. For the
1: ninth title in a row, it wouldn't. Be, we wouldn't oh. have sold out season tickets. No, you're hundred percent. Nobody was going to miss this. No, was yeah. going to miss this season for anything But I suppose Since we're
2: gluttons for punishment Shall we talk about Let's the, talk about a win Let's talk about a win That's exactly what it was Celtic beat on Firmland 2-1 after extra time Easy and an, an a scintillating display <laughs> Of football The likes of which You've probably never seen Since the heights of football Italia on Channel 4 I expect yeah. melee oh, that- How was the melee at the match for
1: this one? Another brilliant game I enjoyed it very much Soul destroying again. I said, Why did I pick this team to do a podcast on? I mean, I should don't...
0: have started a true crime
1: podcast <laughs> on <or> everybody else. <laughs> That's where their that money
2: is. <laughs>
1: the again, looking at the lineup, I've just again before the game, sitting down to do the podcast, think, Oh, yes, they'll maybe see a few fringe players, freshen it up a bit, and then free at the back full-strength team, shoehorning players into a formation that we've not used and just think, why are we playing three at the back against a team that's the division below and is going to have one guy up top? Three at the have... back
0: and near Beton. Yeah, you know? so yeah.
1: it's like essentially a f- diamond of four.
2: Yeah. So we had a uh, Gordon Elhamed, Julian, Ayer, and Goalie made his return, Mikey Johnson, Beton, McGregor, Christie, Griffiths and Edward, two up front. For me, I think notable here was Mikey Johnson. It was touch and go before the game Neil Lennon said, He's, he's fatigued aye, after, his, after his midweek game You know, fair enough, he's a young guy He's yeah. still developing So the exact right thing to do was have him play 115 minutes of
0: football <laughs> um, It's just one of Lennon's things He talks about fatigue every week uh, and He uh, did that uh, quite a lot last season as well Which in fairness was towards the end of a season But now we're just starting a season and everyone's fatigued
2: And uh, we replaced him with Lewis Morgan Yeah, Which brings me on to another point Notable from the game Notable from the matchday squad on both the games against Cluj and Dunfermline was Scott Sinclair, a player who I am a big fan of. Obviously, Stephen Neil Lennon is not a big fan of Scott Sinclair as he is almost
0: frozen. Would you say frozen out? No, he is entirely. He's entirely frozen out. I know negative connotations of that um, come because it kind of seems like he has been punished for something, but... Effectively he is completely frozen out Which I is... think we accepted it a couple of weeks ago Because there was talk that he might be tying up a move To yeah. potentially press north end. Fine, don't travel in that case But he didn't move He's, he's yeah. still available, he's still on the payroll He's still in the squad He's pro- presumably still training So why he's not involved, I don't know And I don't want to get into the whole Oh but it's, it's only stats debate thing about Scott Sinclair What I'm entirely convinced of now though is he's a better player than Lewis Morgan. Aye, yeah. oh, oh, he's a better player oh, at 31 or whatever he is, or 30, I think even, you than, believe than Lewis Morgan will <laughs> will ever be.
2: That's, yeah, That's all it comes down to for me. You know, we can we can dig up the stats, we can look it up if you want. I don't even need to. I'm telling you right now, Scott Sinclair's a better player nice. than, than Lewis Morgan. Now, there could be a chance, and I don't think this is true, because Scott Sinclair is a professional footballer has played at a very high level, that as soon as Brendan Rodgers leaves, he goes, I'm not interested. However... Let's not sign the guy on a new contract for a year and no. then decide we don't
0: want <laughs> yeah. him.
1: It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Just trying to, well, we'll get him on a new contract and then maybe sell him for a couple of million. Well,
0: Just, that's blunt. Yeah. yeah. we we'll stuck stop going for, for another it, six months. And in. it
1: might be, well, he doesn't
2: fit into the way that, that we want to play. Well, why? Because. You know, we had the overlapping fullback, and Scott Sinclair would come inside and form, you know, a, a striking partnership with Dembele or whoever. And maybe Neil Lennon doesn't want to do that. Mikey Johnson's the But same Mikey way. Johnson does exactly the same <laughs> thing. And do you know who one player that doesn't do that? Lewis Morgan. I know. So, so it, none of it, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I tweeted earlier on today how, you know, I think that he's been treated abysmally. And um, Harry Brady tweeted me back saying, you know, sometimes that's just football. And he's right. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, managers come in and they don't fancy a player. However, usually that player has got a question mark over his head or people think he's quite rubbish. A manager very rarely takes one of the top performers of well, the, the say, last
0: three years. Unless it's political, which yeah. it sometimes happens that a, a manager will come in and try and eliminate the big characters of the dressing room, yeah. which I don't really see Scott Sinclair doing. I mean, my football
2: him. memory is famously bad, Milly, so you might correct me and say, you know, Wim Janssen came in and ditched such and such, he was a big player, or Strachan
1: came in and sideline Bobo, for example, which is which is fair enough or whatever. But see, if you're going to sideline a player, you have to have brought in somebody who's better yes. or have a plan. And it, it seems doesn't seem like we do that. Now Scott Sinclair, we don't want to get down that situation where we think he was absolutely brilliant because he wasn't his position was in question at yeah. the start of last season. He worked his way back into the team 17 goals up to when was it Rogers left? February? Yeah. Uh, right. End of February time. And then came in. in boxing there wasn't yeah. Lennon came in and he's not scored since, apart from the one he got this season. Now he did a alright start to the season. The he's goal not, he got in Europe for us. Yeah, he's not <laughs> been he's not been terrible. Yeah. But you've re- you've not even replaced him. Mikey Johnson's done well, but the guy's fatigued. Well you've got an able replacement right yeah. there who has been there, done it. Now if you're asking me you're too... To each against Clues, and you've got one sub to make. Do you bring on Lewis Morgan or Scott Sinclair again? Who can you picture scoring Or bio
0: and Scott Sinclair? I think,
1: MD. Yeah.
2: but the fact is, you know, people, you know, Scott Sinclair again would have given Clues something to think about. Yeah, within 10 minutes, they'll be looking at Lewis Morgan going, Oh, we can forget about him, he's he's not up too much. Whereas if Scott Sinclair's on the pitch. They suddenly think maybe we should be a bit more careful here, or maybe we can't give up so much space at the back.
1: But that, but that never really happened. So on to the Dunfermline game, and a, <laughs> another shambles within 10-15 minutes. We're back to a back four
0: because three points. That's the main thing.
1: That one in the next week. <laughs> utterly pointless having three of them at the back there, which meant we had to go to a a four four two with the Griffiths and Edward up top, Johnson down the left. Uh, McGregor and Beaton in the center, and a best player of the season, Ryan Christie, was put on the right hand side. So you're taking again your best midfielder, one of your best midfielders, shunting them out right because you've picked a formation that you thought was flexible, but then four four two. It's it's an old dinosauric formation. It's not going to work. And four four two with two strikers, with two wingers, Mikey Johnson on the left who cuts inside, and Ryan Christie on the right, who's left-footed and is not a wide player. So where where's the width coming from? Dinosauric, Stephen. Yeah, no, I know, that's a terrific <laughs> word. <Yeah. laughs> right off the dome. <laughs>
0: Dinosaurial.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, would you throw uh, accusations of a dinosaur at Neil Lennon based on what you thought of the family game? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's be fair. Yes. Like yeah. it's, it's always very, very difficult when you come up against a team who basically have no attacking intention
0: yeah, yeah that's true all. we
2: see it all the time Celtic you know just looking at the pulling off the, the stats Celtic murdered Dunfermline uh, I, I I can't remember another game where Celtic have had over 36 shots on, tar- on
1: goal but look at the chances they created it was all from distance they're all from outside the box but that's yeah, what happens when yeah. a team's camped but that's what happens when you've got a manager who says just get it in the mixer yeah, just well, get that's it true. in there yeah. instead yeah. of breaking a team down because there wasn't many chances I thought oh that should have been a goal I can't think of any. I want to know why we can have 23 corners and I know. <laughs>
2: not score from them.
0: And earlier we, we talked about Edward no wanting to hang about for this if there's no promise of any kind of decent European football. Obviously could still go into the Europa League, but the Champions League is where he wants to play. Especially when he's been asked to play in these games and just watching shot after shot after cross after corner after shot after long-range shot. Yep. And what's Edward's contribution to this? He just gets to stand there and watch it and being accused of being lazy as a result. Uh, that's because he's not involved, because he's watching just dozens and quite literally dozens of, of shots <laughs> from outside dozen the box. Shots. Yeah. Um, from outside the box in corners and crosses and corners and then more shots and then eventually a long range shot goes in Edwards no involved in any of it not a single bit of it and then people will be like well he didn't at the end did he where's where's your 9 million striker when you need a
1: goal he didn't get any chances where he should have scored and again what did we say at the start of this season look if Neil Lennon's coming in you said Neil Lennon can pick a team to win games now if we we were looking at our squad thinking what what are our main assets It's the best way for Celtic to play is to get the most out of Edward and we're not doing that again. The guy's left up there just looking at these balls flying over him and what have our best attacking goals been this season? It's been link-ups between Christie and Edward Yeah. and what are we doing to that? We're sticking Lee Griffiths up there and we're leaving Christie out right and then it's Beaton and McGregor. Beaton. It's It's all very haphazard isn't it?
0: Yeah, this is the thing as well. Just sorry to go back away again, but a lot of people, as I said, were very disappointed when Lennon got the job, and it's not because they don't like him. I, well, there might be some of that out there. Yeah. I'm not really interested in those opinions. But if you, if it's a genuine footballing concern that you didn't want Lennon to be the manager, and I think we were all quite you yeah. know adjacent to that boat at least. Um, it is that talk circulates that he's not really interested in stats. Then that's fine, right? Yeah. There's ways to interpret that, but but there's also chat out there where he doesn't really get involved in systems or tactics or anything like that. It's, right. it's all really a lot of these are better players, get the good players doing this and then get balls into the box and then the yeah. good it's players like will you score. Say, it's
2: like you say, it's people's worry that the standard that Brendan Rodgers had is massively dropped yeah. to Neil Lennon's standard. And Neil Lennon keeps... It, he's not going to come out and kid on, so even stats and analysis aren't Neil Lennon's thing.
0: It that, doesn't have to be. No, It doesn't yeah. have
2: to be because there are other ways to tell the story of the game. Yeah, yeah. Stats help, but see if you've got Peter Houston and John Kennedy and Damien Duff watching the game for you and they can interrogate. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely fine, but again, it's the PR of it, it's the yeah. optics, as they call yeah. it, and, and politics of it. Why are you giving people... Sticks to beat you with, yep. and and like you say, if he if he's no like, I, I quite like watching that um, you know that coach's voice thing. Yeah, it's great, mm-hmm. right? I can't imagine Neil Lennon on that. No, uh, no, no. Now that might be a, a massive disservice because they fucking they had Alan Stubbs on it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That guy can't get <laughs> yeah. a job in a sweet shop. then. Right. so that, but I just a bit like you say, Celtic fans are hypersensitive to Neil Lennon. He's no winging it, but he's bringing. He's bringing tactics from ten years ago and and, and, and today and and ten and, years is a bit harsh. But well, maybe well, mean. do you know what? Maybe even five years ago though, yeah. because you know how quickly tactics and things change. And like you've touched on as well, we're not really playing the rest of the league. We're playing Rangers. Yeah. That that's yeah. that who we're playing. And if they and if they're getting if they're edgy, edging edging closer all the time we need to make sure we're squeezing every possible advantage out of every area of the club and we're not
0: doing it. And I we're hate not... to go, sorry, mate, I hate to go back to this as well, but the, the appointment itself, it, we were told at the time he, he knows this, he knows that, mm. he knows how he do it, he knows how he gets over the line, he knows how he delivers this, he knows how he roar the team on and you know? no football decisions were yeah. made and I'm sorry, to, sorry, be a, a bit of a wank about this, but it's like, see if you make sober, sensible football decisions, none of this happens, right? If you, if you, Build a team based around Like this frenzy Over winning Nine and ten in a row Right And you don't just make The sensible decisions Then this this is exactly What happens And I I don't I hate going back to it But this is what I said When Lennon got the job Temporarily I said I don't want him to get it full-time because I can't be bothered with the circus around yeah. Neil Lennon. It's not his fault. This is just what he does to people. And now people are split straight in the middle. People are saying he's the perfect man for the job because he gets it, he does yeah. that. And other, peop- other people are saying he-, he doesn't have a tactic in his head. And that's unfair as well. I think that is unfair. Yeah.
2: I do think that's unfair.
0: But it's just... This is exactly what I feared when he came back. A
2: lot of people feared that, and and maybe I wasn't clear when I was talking about that. That is not my fear about Neil Lennon. No, no, I've never said that. I I, I think that's other people's fear, and those are are heightened when he says the things he says. I I mean, there's no way Neil Lennon doesn't do tactics or or, or systems. He he knows it. Um, A lot of people criticise him for saying things like, you know, I wanted to see more aggression. When Neil Lennon says that, it doesn't mean he wants to see Scott Brown kicking people. What yeah. he what he means is he wants the ball moving forward faster. He wants people doing better recovery runs. West Passively, won- yeah. wa- you know, he wants more aggression in the game. So it's just, but the problem Neil Lennon has now is after Cluj, and then this game following it. And as you said, Melly, the results aside, you can pick mistakes in the lineup. You can pick mistakes in the formation, and then the team talk on the pitch. Yeah. See that? The goodwill's gone. See that team talking the pitch? That's shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans and yeah. it is far too early for shenanigans. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's far too early for shenanigans.
0: And it's, I've, I think a lot of, it's maybe unfair, because Neil Lennon's come up in a generation where maybe people don't really pay attention to what managers say. It's just a lot of lot of flannel after the game. They come yeah. out and just say whatever. But Celt- we as Celtic fans are quite tuned into that kind of thing. We listen to a lot of what Brendan Rodgers and Chris Davies says. Yeah. And when he comes out after the close game and says, well, the the selection didn't affect anything. We are rightly really like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. The The left wasn't a problem between Callum McGregor and Mikey Johnson. I was pigging my... I know I'm going back a week uh, here. But, 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 he's,
2: but he's... Just to adjust, he's right, the left wasn't the problem, but the problem was the midfield not having oh, Callum yeah, McGregor yeah. in it. So, yep. so he's been quite cute yeah. there, I think. I think he's been cute there. And see, to be honest, just talk, I'd hate to think Neil Lennon listened to this podcast because <laughs> I think I've been quite harsh on the guy at times, but uh, that's what you got to do.
1: It is. And what you're saying about the standards dropping. So is the level of players as well. So the level of coaching's dropped. The level of players has dropped. What we needed to do to give Neil Lennon, as you said, the best opportunity was to get him the players to play the way he wants to do. We've brought in three defenders. It's, <laughs> listen, we'll bring in Stevie Mallon
2: in a couple of weeks. And it'll be right. <laughs> right, Mikey Johnson scored an absolute rasper. Let's talk about some positivity. So you and... think
1: it's a rasper as well?
2: I think it was yeah, a, rasper eye. a rasper. Yeah. Eye. Do you I think, think it... he put? Do you think
0: overcooked his cross? I don't like think. No. Means. When you see it from oh, an angle, shocked at you. Yeah. Mister see... <laughs> think... <laughs> Killjoy. <laughs> I think if you were to maybe see it from from a distance, it does look as if he's maybe trying to put it on Griffiths. I think it would mm-hmm. have been his head. But when you see the dangle from directly behind yeah, him saw so yeah. from the dugout he puts, he puts a fair yeah. whip onto that ball I don't think it was across the maybe he just knackered he's like boot this I <laughs> <move."> <laughs> just boot it get it into the mixer and see what <laughs> happens it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because it, th- it finally broke the deadlock
1: yeah and that's another thing see this
0: Dunfermline game I was I thought it's
1: either going to be a 2-0 slog or we'll batter them 6-0 and we'll just forget not forget about Clouage but we'll get us back on track I couldn't imagine it was going to be that bad. And for us to get to half time, barely creating a chance, and then for Mikey Johnson to score that absolute peach, that was the only way we brought them down. I think it was embarrassing.
0: I think it was a team set up with the intention of getting a lot of goals in that game. I think even Lennon said that. He said he, he wants goals out of them today. And I think everything that went into that lineup was designed around. Trying to claw it back and getting a 7-0 victory over them. Do, to be honest,
2: it would have been a difficult game to go into because oh, of everyone will be down after Close. I mean, the the it's
1: up to the players to lift the crowd, but it's, it's up, up to the, to the manager to and lift the lift players. The, yeah, and and
2: that's what he tried to do. Obviously, with the, like with Stephen saying his comments about getting the goals, it would have been a difficult game. And then you're looking at it and you're thinking, Don are camped here, just thinking that does this get any worse? And then when Dunfermline score.
1: Yeah, it was a silly goal to give away. Down the left, McGregor doesn't do too well, cut back. Now, that was Dunferman's first and only shot on target, I think. But see, when it went in, nobody was shocked no. because you had a sense it was coming because Celtic weren't doing anything. It was just a terrible game and you couldn't argue with it at all, Dunfermline. I don't even think they played that well. I just think they were just compacting that. But again, shows what we've been talking about. The whole summer, the frailties in the squad. If you take one of our main players out, this time being James Forrest, look how significantly weaker the team is. Yeah. Now, he was only rested. Scott Brown was taken out and rested or dropped. because he liked a tweet. the tweet. When you take one or two players out of that lineup, it just shows so much, and we don't have the replacements. Shreds
0: apparently the replacement didn't even get near the pitch. See, so can uh, I? will just say on the film as goal as well. We've talked to you bit about, about how. Celtic just peppered Dunfermline's goal with shots and crosses and corners and shots and crosses. Cut back D- goal. goal was the the most clear cut chance anyone created the mm-hmm. entire game, and that's how easy it was because once again Celtic are caught caught just unaware and too open. Forest Forrest goal was was all right. There was a big deflection on it, but at least you know the the guy pops up once again, yeah. once again to rescue. But just how easy Dunfermline managed to create a clear cut chance after. Been bombarded with shots from outside the box for the entire game. And it wasn't as if
1: Celtic played well for the start. Julian had an absolute horror show mm. of a back pass, put them through. The guy shot wide when he sh- should have scored. He then had a Jozo kick to the guy's head that could have been a penalty. Yeah. a shocker of a start to a match. Bowling goalie, I still think. I'm really, really struggling to have any hope now. There's a player in there. I think his confidence has been destroyed because he couldn't even make passes against Dunfermline. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he says he's a bad player, but he's been destroyed now. What did that, I say last that Clues week? Clues
0: game has just ripped the soul right out of him when he was struggling already. I sat here last Monday and, and kind of pondered on the, the fact that it might be the time to take him out of the team because his confidence is away. I didn't think that was actually going to happen, but yeah. sure enough, the very next night he came out against Clues. Unfairly, probably, but and then straight back in. So, I don't know what we do with Bolly now because you know what you do with him,
2: honestly. You keep playing him, you but keep playing him, you keep playing him until he gets used to the Celtic system. But again, this could come down to the I mean, I hate to harp on, and this is going, going to be a Schindler's list of podcasts, it's going to be three <laughs> yeah. hours long, right? But th- this this could come down to the manager because here we've got a manager who can he figure out a system where his new left back works. So do you just go, oh, he doesn't work, buy me another one. Or, or, or do you say to Neil Lennon, well, wait a minute here, if he's going to go careering up the pitch, like we said, then maybe you need to bring a player on that can play from. Plus, is there a language barrier? There's four different languages in that back line. All these things, you need to take them into consideration. You know, very rarely there's a player just, I mean, I know El done okay, but I just, I, I think the solution ball and goal is you keep playing him.
0: There's no, there's no choice. No, what there's no choice. But the thing is, it was probably an unfair comparison, but then I said like, What if you get to Jack Henry levels Now I, I'm not talking about Levels of player But what if he puts in 12 poor games in a row 13 And then he comes out of the team With lack of confidence That he just never comes back There's already talk about Converting him into a left winger Because we feared That that's where He might have been all along That's where Lewis Morgan please. Yeah but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we can't do that either We can't buy a left back For 4 million Then 6 weeks into the season Decide Oh wait a minute He might be a left winger He
2: played left winger for Rapid
0: yeah, yeah But sign him as a left winger then Yeah We, yeah, we needed yeah. one So don't sign him And play him a left back I know we're, we're sort of wandering down alleys and tangents here yeah. but it's, it's, it's cathartic yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, let's just
2: let's just wrap up the new family game so yeah. James Forrest pops up the service that guy puts in for Celtic um, is is it's probably unreal he, he underappreciated, done it underappreciated but I, he mm-hmm. done we, it we the do build him up, but not enough and then he pops up here, wait, a career saving
0: goal for Neil Lennon.
1: <laughs> the just at the end of the match, look, like, there was Booze at the ni- end of yeah. ninety
0: minutes. Check out Mel at the match for, yeah. for footage of that, yeah.
1: At the end of the 120 minutes, it was just relief and like just get me up the road. Hmm. Uh but looking on that pitch, Johnny Hayes, Lewis Morgan, Neil Beaton, that like, come on, where where is the quality, where is the money, where is the investment? because it's not on the pitch and it's ju- shown now That's done filming at home we could barely have asked for an easier tie we've got Partick Fistle in the next round and then we're in the semi-finals it's just you've got to start helping the squad out Johnny Hayes comes on and he's not even got a collar what happened? what, happened? what? It's- only Craig Bellamy can pull that. Did he do- is
0: he doing the bellamy? No collar Aye. Oh. What is- what's going on?
2: En- enough's enough <laughs>
0: enough is enough um- do you want the good news though guys? through against Enfermline, through to face Partick Thistle, who have got Kerry Miller. Yes, so he's nice. back again. He really. refuses to die. He's coming <laughs> He's coming back to Celtic Park. And the draw was made on uh, almost a year to the day since, God rest his soul, Christian Gamboa yep. had his best game for Celtic. Um well, maybe bowling Partick goalie. Thistle. Maybe the spirit of Gamboa maybe. can <laughs>
2: take bowling goalie on. Um, Celtic have also got a tie coming up um, to a Europa League playoff oh, against so. <laughs> <laughs> against AIK Stockholm. Um, would you trade the Europa League for having your regular matches on Saturday afternoon? <laughs> <or not. laughs> no, I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to foil in that spoiled baby trap mm, no. um, of of dismissing the Europa League every year. We go into Europa League and we say teams take this competition seriously. Blah blah blah. It's European football, so. I'm going to give it all my effort. Um, yeah. Celtic are the seeded side, but... I've I, heard that before. I know, I know. I'm just saying all the things we said before Cluj. <laughs> um, Celtic have made some signings. I know you will laugh about the lack of <laughs> transfer activity, but we've signed Jonathan Afolabi, a yeah. Southampton prospect. Now, there was there was talk online, uh, I've seen on people's Twitter, we've signed him as a free transfer. I think he chose to leave Southampton. Right. I was doing some reading up on him. He was linked to Aston Villa and Newcastle. Um, and both of those teams were looking at him to solve a bit of a striker issue. Uh, Neil Lennon said he's on the cusp of the first team for us. I think that's accurate. I think, Melly's shooting his head here, but I think he's going (laughs) to go...
1: played a game all summer. Well, He was on the tournament for Ireland when he no, no match fit at all. He's not, he's, not, he's not fit.
2: match fit. He's not going to get on the bench. But what I'm saying is, I think there's maybe a wee bit more to this than just picking him up because he was a free... With an me, eye to maybe playing... Right. Here's me giving Celtic the benefit of the doubt again. <laughs> well done. Now, if you, if you don't know anything about the player, Neil Lennon described him as raw. <laughs> <laughs> the less we go into that, the better. Yes. Um,
0: peculiar for me, two-year contract? Yeah, very strange. I think... When Lennon was saying he's on the cusp of the, the first team, I think he also described them as a development. Now, yeah. what's the point of signing a teenager on a two-year deal? Doesn't because if sense. he doesn't play this season, then he's got one year left in his contract yeah. and, and we'll probably need to look at selling him. And we gave
2: El Hamid a four-year deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, who's at 28. At, yeah. at 28 and this boy's only
2: 29. So that, very unusual for his age to be a two-year.
1: Almost as if we don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Aye,
2: it, was, it was a very peculiar one for me, it has to be said. But look... We should be picking up bodies where we can. I'm not going to read yeah, too much. I'm not I'm going to read too it, much on this transfer. Um, it's,
0: it's, it's bad timing for the guy. To, yeah, <laughs> it's to have bad. snuck in as the good I, news I, this week. I, mean, I got pictured at the Fairlawn game. He's probably thinking, "Get me out of here." <laughs> some bad news and some irrelevant news. <laughs> Jonathan Affalabi has signed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Sutton also talking about about Celtic's transfer activity. He should be pretty well positioned to know, given that he seems to be Neil Lennon's best pal. Yeah. Convinced that Burger-Melling is going to sign for us in the, the next couple of days. Now, admittedly, that was a couple of days ago mm. and nothing's happened. Burger-Melling... would
1: Rosenberg sell them when they've got a Champions League playoff? Well, look, exactly. And
2: one thing we were speaking about, maybe they want to find out the outcome of that before yeah. they let them go. Don't you know right, that like every so. major European club sells their best left back immediately <laughs> before <laughs> an important game? That's how it works. <laughs> we, um, We've spoken about burger mailing at length on this podcast. As soon as the link was made, people were tweeting us like crazy, yeah. going, "Oh, twenty minutes, two years have been talking yeah. about this." We we sort of identified him as a replacement for Azagiri, not so much as the the first team,
1: first choice um, left back. That's harsh, because I think we all knew that Tierney would go at some point, yeah. but he looked like a great player, and it wasn't as if get him in he's alright, he was a really good player and they have him and Kieran Tierney, that would been know, a strong, strong left hand side and what we should be doing is getting him in as a replacement for Kieran Tierney down the line, then getting in Greg Taylor or whatever as cover back up for yep. him mm. uh, again,
2: I I, is broad. he Is he a good player though, or is it just someone <laughs> yes. we played
0: against from twice? What, from what I've watched, I think he's really good In fairness, we've played against them, what, six times in the last two two or three years. I think we have seen a good bit of him. He's good going forward. He scored at Celtic Park Mm -hmm. for a start. I think the way we framed it, I think Melly's right. We wanted someone who was going to be less of a massive drop-off from Kieran Tierney to Zagiri. I think we wanted someone who's going to come in and play 25, 30 games a season to give Tierney a bit of a break and not look at a place. That was the key point. We don't want someone who's going to look like a massive drop-off. And Melling. At the time seemed to fit the bill. It's gone quiet for a year now, and now all of a sudden it pops back up. I don't know if there's anything in it. Or if it's sudden, it's just I don't I don't know what he's said, but it seems to have gone quiet in the last couple of days.
1: It's just, he it seems like the same type of player as Kieran Tierney. He can put crosses in from deep. He can get to that byline and do the cut max that Stephen has his orgasms yes, yes. about. And <laughs> Is he one of these players, though? do
2: we just forget about him at the back then? Is he another bowling goalie and he's all going forward?
1: No, I think he's quite good defensively. He's good on his uh, recoveries and all that. I think he's a good all round player. Look, I might be wrong these are all highlights so yeah. but uh, from a quick glance at him and Bolingoli I know who I'd have picked <laughs> <laughs> <Ball and goalie>. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: there was other transfer news this week as well it was basically just a list of players Celtic have missed out on <laughs> um, they, yeah. they failed in a 4.5 million bid for Croatian midfielder Ivan hmm. Um he seems to be another number 8 that so yeah. we're obviously trying to recruit in these areas um, another player we missed out on was Pavlovic. Who Lennon supposedly went away and watched last month, but he signed for Lat Sale. Yeah, about so, to. I think. Yeah. So, you know, at least someone's doing some sort of something. <laughs> yeah. Neil Lennon's got a lot of good air miles out of it. Well,
0: what is the what do they say about strikers who are failing to score? At least they're getting any good positions yeah. and Celtic are getting into <laughs> positions to sign players and then failing. I, so it'll come
2: I bet it's all rubbish. I bet I bet this is just a big ruse, I bet Neil Lennon's just getting pictured at other games so we <laughs> can say we scouted, oh we tried. Photoshop, yeah. Try to get him in. So I know transfer activity to talk about this week. We did usually do yeah. mainly on transfer windows. We do a, a a Patreon podcast called The Transfer Window That's but a I, fuck all report. I, I, I Celtic have decided to do absolutely nothing about it. There's nothing to report. And on that, I suppose we shall wrap up. Not before Stephen mentioning our Patreon. I am on a quest. Uh, I would like in my heart, to have a thousand patrons (laughs) before Halloween. We're nearly there, actually. That's not bad. We're we're 970, so proportionally, we only need about 30-odd more people to sign up for the Patreon. It would make me feel a lot better. Um, (laughs) This past week, on the Patreon, as we've discussed, we had two melee at the matches, which are like like match companions but it's at the game it's more of a lived live experience yes. and you get Millie's immediate thoughts on whoever else might be a guest on the podcast double header
0: last week and the coming yeah, week as well on Melly at the Match
2: AIK yeah. and Hearts coming up we also had a sensational podcast uh, about Patsy Gallagher from oh, yeah. the History Boys History
0: Boys cover, doing a deep dive on the career of a certified Celtic baller from from the, the very the depths of Celtic history a proper legend just yeah.
2: so well researched those podcasts yeah. it's absolutely brilliant and of course, this week we have the famous, the world famous <laughs> treble tier Friday phone in where yep. we field your questions on everything from Celtic to post apocalyptic Bob Malcolm <laughs> hellscape scenarios.
0: Yep. And finally, there is another Having a Rank, Stephen. Oh, yeah, there's a Having a Rank, but about to drop very, very shortly and it's teasingly, intriguingly titled Celtic Fight Club. And we'll leave it there. Yeah. Thanks for listening.